There are many ways that people arrive here at this place. There are many paths, many types of circumstances and conditions that lead someone to engage in this kind of practice. And the formal aspect of it is something that sometimes attracts certain kind of people. When I look back at the beginning of my Zen practice, the clarity of the form was certainly something that attracted me, that offered some kind of guidance and some kind of clarity, some, yes, almost like a red thread that I was able to follow through all the difficulties that come with engaging with investigating what the self is, investigating and fathoming the depth of that, what we call our experience, of that, what we call the world. And Rinzai Zen, in the way that I encountered it, certainly helped me on the way. One of the aspects that we have in this kind of formal Rinzai Zen practice is a certain simplicity. Simplicity in terms of language foremost, because in the formal practice there's very little language, very little talking involved. We are not told to sit down. We are not told when the sitting begins and when the sitting ends. Instruments like the bell and the clappers are used. Narashimono. Instruments. So we all learn through those signals on which we all agree what they mean when the sitting begins and when it is over, when it is time to get up for kinin and when it is time to sit down for a zazen. The clarity of it is very important. Any kind of ambiguity, any kind of ambiguous statements made with the signal instruments clearly have an effect on the entire group because they start to wonder, what is this now? Simplicity and clarity also manifests in symbols, in ways that we conduct ourselves during the formal practice. Gasho, bringing the hands palm to palm, is of course the unification of the opposites, the becoming one with the action, the disappearance of an actor, of a doer, the disappearance of environment, the disappearance of action even, just complete presence. And as we are taught in Tathagata Zen, the Zen that speaks about Tathagata thus gone, Tathagata thus come, the Nyoko Nyorai Zen, the Zen of plus and minus, we know that inevitably we can't just continue to be engaged in that oneness, in standing there, sitting there, in Gasho or in Zazen, completely gone. Inevitably we have to reappear. That's when 
We take our hands apart. That's when we get up for Kinhin from Zazen. That teaching is shown to us in the manifestation of walking as well. With every step, we have to let go of the contact that our foot has with the ground in order to move forward. One step at a time. Quite deliberately is the way that I learned how to do kinin. And what it also helps, this formal aspect, is discipline. My mind and my behavior in the beginning when I was much younger in the Zen practice, of course, was that of a young person, not very disciplined. However, the form provided a container where in the silence of the formal practice, discipline evolved naturally, not through mere compliance with what was put onto me from the outside, but much more so from the discovery and the insight into why and for what purpose these skillful means are employed. There are other traditions, also other traditions that came out of Zen practice, that have here in the United States changed some of the forms, and one in particular has completely abandoned any kind of form. No robes, no specific schedule or liturgy. And certain people really thrive in that environment. As a beginner, I would have found it quite hard to be left to my own doings and my own means. Because looking back at my days in training, the form became a container that I could fill out completely with the endeavor to become free of it, to become free of myself, to become nimble enough, pliable enough, liquid enough to shapeshift in whatever form there may be at the moment that I meet. Same for us here. Sometimes things don't follow exactly the way that we expected. A Rinzai Zen teacher will deliberately stir up things that might from the outside be regarded to be trouble. Yes, as soon as there is some inkling of fixation, as soon as there is some trace of becoming used to, as soon as that time arrives, changes must occur. In my last talk, I talked about repetitions. And while there is from an external point of view, a lot of repetition here. I pointed out that in the experience of the continual change of anicca, impermanence, there is no repetition. Repetition is an abstract concept. However, this practice in its formal setup is made to repeat the sitting, the walking, the chanting, even the breathing over and over to teach us the very core of it, which is that there is no repetition. 
In other words, I could have also said, why is it that Zen teachers, and why is it that this practice repeats the same things over and over again? Because it is necessary. It is necessary as a tool to make us awaken, awaken to the fact that there is truly no repetition. And in the moment where we think of repetition, where the abstraction comes in, already we have lost touch to that continuous flow of the activity of Dharma, the activity of nature, the activity of time, of impermanence, of change. One of the symbols that really struck me in the beginning and that was very telling of what Zen practice is about is the incense that we burn. The short stick that the Jigijitsu, the timekeeper, uses originally goes back to the timekeeping. A stick burned for a specific time and this served as an objective measure of time. But as a symbol, it is also showing us that there is no repetition. You can only burn a stick of incense once. It also teaches us about conditions, what we might call karma, cause and effect. Even though the stick is gone, burnt down, the smell, the scent, even after the smoke is no longer visible, remains. To me, that was a wonderful expression of how important it is to be at that point that is red hot. That point where what seems to be solid is being transformed into something that is not lasting, non-graspable. That's how we can look at Zazen. That is the kind of passion and of heat, of intensity, that we find at some point in our practice and that then really brings us to these insights and to the depth that we need to live unencumbered by forms, not held back by our bodily existence, not held back by expectations of society, not held back by our own history, our own fears, hopes, thoughts. It needs a lot of energy. In order to raise that energy, to connect with this power that is there to begin with, to plug in, we have to refine the way how we as an individual, how we as a conscious being, as a sentient being, make relationship with what most of the time we objectify as the environment, as life, as other people. So for me personally, I can say that the approach through formality has helped me a lot. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that this will work for everybody. But since it has helped me and I 
am certain that there are others that can benefit from it, I have continued to engage in this practice in its formal sense, following what you could say is the aping of Japanese forms, imitation of what comes from another culture. But be that as it may, when you reach the point where there is no distance between an actor and action, between subject and object, where it unfolds like the smoke that rises from that red-hot point on the little stick of incense. Then it goes up in smoke, all of that thinking. And in the same way that the smell remains afterwards, our practice of Zazen, our engagement in the formal practice that helps us transcend our own predilections, our likes, our dislikes, in the same way we get imbued, our clothes will smell like the incense. In the same way Zazen will remain in the fabric of our being. And that is where then the real manifestation of the changes find a fertile ground to be manifested in the world where distance exists, where the you and the I, the this and that come into existence. The inkin, the bell, the taku, the clappers, the mukugyo, our little wooden drum. All of that speak a language without words that can lead us to the right circumstance that our life begins to burn with the passionate intensity that is transformational. There is no hurry and no repetition. Just an ever, everlasting unfolding of one miraculous moment merging with the next. <laughs> 